My platform and my podcast is not a space to platform your rhetoric and your hate. And that's not someone I'm going to convince because believe it or not, someone who's violently misogynistic is not going to hear me when I say that you shouldn't treat women like that because that's bad. They're not even going to hear that very foundational, like superficial understanding of why bigotry is harmful and violent. They're never going to listen. They don't want to listen or learn. They just want to speak into a bigger microphone. This episode of The Comment Section is brought to you by Captain Morgan Sliced. Since the dawn of bread, we've known the truth. Sliced is better. That's why new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors. Pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan & Co., Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus only. This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Ignore the unschooled skeptics. In terms of career, accounting is the way to go. We're talking flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. If this sounds like what you're into, Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more, live more. Visit joinaccountingplus.com. And welcome back to another episode of the comment section show starring me, blah, blah, blah. Who cares about me? Nobody cares about me anymore. On to the guest. Everyone cares about you. (laughs) We have the one, the only, the iconic, the legendary Jonathan Van Ness. Woohoo! Clap for myself. Oh my gosh. I'll cheer for you. Everyone cheer for JVN. Everyone. (laughs) There we go. Love it. I'm so happy to have you. Me too. I'm I'm ecstatic that you're here. I am ecstatic that I'm here too. And also... Do you need to like tell everyone about the eye makeup today? Because it is the placement, the colors. Thank you so much. I'm really babe. obsessed with this part. Oh my God, thank you. I have a hired hair and makeup artist who's far more talented than me. And he did it for me. You need to like put his socials on so that people can know. And <laughs> oh yeah, like Adam GR- Lee Simmons. Everyone follow Adam Lee and Simmons. And we've got to be doing like GRWMs. <laughs> I know he does a, a strip and then he put little extra fluttery ones on the eyes. Yes, the eyes are really giving it to me today. Thank you. I have big anime eyes. I got a lot of real estate, so I always got to put a lot of lashes on. I want fucking more real estate on my eyeballs. Do you? Yeah. I got big saucers for eyes. I have like limited, it's like all, you know, they've all been there for years. Yeah. Like there's like just like not that much extra room, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think you have beautiful eyes. No, th- I mean, thank you, Jerry. <laughs> but like makeup artists call them like hooded. Oh, oh yeah, you do kind of have hooded eyes. So, like I gotta like paint like a fake crease like up here on my <laughs> eyebrow bone so that it like makes it look like I got like eye skin creases. Oh, I don't see that at all. Because I got like Stun. some really good ass fucking like high up eyeshadow today. That I think it looks great. Like, you look stunned. Open your shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think you look stunning. It's like. <laughs> Bam! There you go. You know. Period. Give it to him. Give it to him. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm such a huge fan of you. I'm such a huge fan of you, Queen. I've been a fan of you for so long. Queen. Forever. My mom and sister aren't here. They normally come every every time I tape. And I'm not kidding. My mom was devastated that she didn't get to come today. So was my sister. My sister's read all your books. So they actually like are huge, huge fans. So I have to shout them out because they're not here today. Wait, what's your sister's name? Dason. Dason. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool name, first of all. And second <laughs> of all, that's really like the weight of my heart. I feel like I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm always like kind of my, you know, myself, yeah. but like on a show, like 
It's not the full you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, I feel like where the two places where I'm like the most myself is like in my writing and then on stage. Oh, I Because I feel like that. that's where I can like most like. Encapsulate everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like where it can be like pretty much. Obviously I have support with my show and I have yeah. support with my like books. Like no one does anything like fully alone. But like I feel yeah. like that's like where I can really like be the most myself. Absolutely. I'm actually writing a book currently. Is this do you your, have any advice for is me? Is this your? It's my very first. Book, it yeah. is right. Yeah. Do you oh have any God, pearls it, of wisdom for me? What well, is it? I, ha- I have more questions, but I don't know if you can. Yeah, yeah. Is it fiction? Is it nonfiction? Is it a memoir? It's more like self-help memoir. It's I love. Like both. Yeah. I love that. It's very like Brene Brown type vibes. I love that so much, and I can't like literally. I need to read it first. If you need like, I, ugh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. One thing I would say is like. Okay, well, like, at least for, like, over the top, like, when I did it the first time, mm-hmm. it didn't occur, because I was, like, talking a lot about, like, HIV in my first book, yeah. and um, it didn't occur to me until, like, literally, like, two weeks, like, it was, like, the day after, like, you couldn't make any more changes, mm-hmm. I was, like, wait, like, that's, like, what my doctor told me, but, like, <laughs> I need to, like, what's, like, the National Institute of, like, whoever, like, I need to really fact check this shit. And then, yeah. and so then I was like, it's like a 911 call to like the team. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, that shit didn't. And they were, and this was like a Friday. Mm-hmm. And like, it was supposed to be like the Thursday. And yeah. they're like, no, we can, you can do it till Monday. And then I like called my doctor. I got people from like National Institute of Health. I was like, actually, oh, I don't know, like, drop that name because like, might be wrong. But I had major people for major places yeah. where I was like, I need to make sure that this is like, yes, like all the way, like, re- like this is like factually, medically accurate into every way that we understand it in this moment in time, correct? Yeah. And so just that, like, if you're going for like anything that's really definitive, like if you're talking about HIV transmission in there or something, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's gonna be your self help, like how to not get HIV. I don't know. <laughs> um, but just make sure, like, just like you think you have such a long time and then all of a sudden it's like pub day. No, and literally. It, like just like so fast. That's how it feels. Yeah. It's like, really- I finished my manuscript. So. Oh, this actually shit is serious. Yeah, it's okay. serious, girl. No, but that's the other thing I'm about to say. I haven't even said it yet. Oh my Are you God, ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is actually scary if you ever write a book. So this is a thing. <laughs> I learned this from my lawyer. So. A publisher is going to have a legal read of your book, yeah. right? To make sure that like no one can come back and sue them if you mm-hmm. talk shit about your gym teacher or this person <laughs> yeah. or whoever. I don't know why I said gym teacher, but whoever yeah. pissed you off, you know? Yeah. But they're looking out for themselves, the publisher. Mm. You need to have your own personal libel lawyer Ooh. who you represent or okay. who, not, who who you hire with your money, not yeah. for the publisher. And usually those policies cost like five grand. So it's like, I mean, it's not three dollars and fifty cents from the corner <laughs> store but it's a good five it's a good investment it's a great investment and then yeah. they will read it from like anybody's perspective for you like for your protection and Ooh. there were a few things that he did have me change yes oh okay or that's like, actually great take advice a little, I'm taking take that. a little bit of a description lessen yeah, that up change it a little yes. bit oh okay that's a really good point so they did tell me about legal read but that's that's no, a that's good really, point. but at goodbye I was all like oh I'm so protected and then my team was like girl they don't give a fuck about you they're only really covering <laughs> them and actually if it's a little spicy in there at the end of the day like that could yeah. even benefit them and like leave you so you just not that all publishers are like that or anything but you just gotta like just in case yes a CYA yes every so time so it's important for real I'm taking that advice so no, for it's sure important. that was like really important and then also just like that tour is really important. That book, you gotta like, yeah. you already know, but like just, you know, I they know. say, if they just, they say jump, you say, girl, I'm gonna give you a standing double tuck. <laughs> but then when I and did I that will. the second time, I actually Miss Rona fucking fisted me to death. <laughs> and I just literally, 
was so fucking sick. And then I was like trying to be Mariah Carey and like do my like just give you like a bathtub press. Mo- Not that she ever. Well, yeah, I was on Cribs. Yeah. I was just like I was like, let me give you like my like live from a bubble bath. But I was like, <laughs> I have a fever. And it's like when the Queen of England was working through COVID. And I was like, maybe I should rest. But I was like, I worked so hard for the last two years. Exactly. Like, my second book was so research based. Like I worked my ass off on that book and i was just i wanted to promote it and i was like really trying to like show like my growth and stuff as like a writer absolutely my first book i thought i had to like say honey every four words and like every (laughs) time i got really like serious like i felt like i needed to like lighten it up with like a joke or like soften it and i feel you i feel like i spent a lot of time like getting more comfortable with things that are uncomfortable yeah and that like i don't know the second book is like a different yeah vibe I mean, it's still like myself, like I I can't resist a figure skating analogy, but instead Mm -hmm. of like once every other page, it's like once every few chapters or something, like I just get more choosy, but it still is fun and it's still my voice, but I just, I wanted to be able to like explore how much of my voice is because I think I need to, because like in my first book I explore, like, would you still love me if you really knew all my stuff? Yeah. And then in my second book, I was like, okay, well, it seems like you do still love me. So I'm kind of even interrogating in myself, like how much some of that like honey is, Yeah, I wanted it to be like really earnest and yeah. not that it wasn't, but I just think as I, as we grow, we change and I wanted to like be able to explore that in my writing. Yeah. It's like a different lens. Yeah. So you, you once you grow, you want to explore those different things yeah. you've learned. Like yeah. when you read it in the past, so you're like, oh, I've changed a lot since then. Yeah. So your second book is like a way to explore a different yes. like lens that you have now have. Exactly. I cannot wait to read your book. Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's going to be so fucking good. I'm going to send you it. Like early, First, can I? Next day, and gotta, and we'll have, I want to. I want. We want to talk to you about it. Okay. We'll have you on, like, I want to have you on. We'll have you on ours. Oh, period. Let's Please. do it. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm so honored to have you as a guest. You're amazing. Can we clock the clueless? Are you too young for clueless? No, I know clueless. Like barely. <laughs> I'm gonna be 28. I'm not. Yeah, that like young. barely. Exactly. So you're like. <laughs> I, so there's this like line in Clueless when she's like, oh my God, like Miss Geist and what's his face, like have their legs crossed towards each other. It's an unequivocal sex invite. But for people like us, it just means that we like love each other so much. I love that like, for Like our us. energies are like leaning Look in because like our legs are crossed towards each other. And then whenever, at the end, we're going to kiss. Oh my God, I can't wait. And <laughs> that'll be like a literal second for me. Like love I, that. But whenever my husband crosses his legs away from me, I'll be like. That's actually so real because when I'm mad at my boyfriend in the car, I like face the other way. No, like if his legs are like, the, I'm like. The way I'm you're facing, not, like, the window. Like, why would you want to fuck me? <laughs> like, you know, if he's like this, I'm like, what's wrong? You're like, so you hate me. You better be like this. Yeah, so, so you hate me. In. Let's talk about yeah, it. What do I do me? wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so you've been busy, girl. She's you've been, been doing. You've been doing so many things. You've been in the industry for a really, really long time. And you've... You've... In a long time, in the sense that you've established this platform and you've explored so many different avenues, like, you know, like your book and your tour and your show and everything under the sun. So, like, what would you say you're most excited about nowadays now that you've kind of conquered so many different, like, I don't know if I've conquered them, darling. I would say you have. I'll say it. I'll say it to everyone. I mean, <laughs> I I have to say like why I was laughing because I was like not your journalistic prowess is fucking major and I'm obsessed with it. But that is the first time in an interview where someone has told me like you've been in the industry for a long time. And <laughs> it reminds me of this time you know when this like I mean. amazing journalist from like Out Magazine referred to me in an interview as one of our community elders. And I was like, <laughs> I would never call you that. I was like, it's that's how I, I, I just I always was that person who was like the youngest girl in her group of friends. And like, that's not the truth anymore for well, me. Who's to, is, say, who's to say you're not the youngest girl in this room? 
You could lie. You, I'll lie. <laughs> I actually think aging is such a privilege. And I think like I I'm agree. not afraid of aging. I'm not coloring my hair, honey. I'm like going silver and proud of it. I, like I'm Love. proud of, I want to get to be a hundred. That's always been a goal for me. So mm-hmm. no, I'm into it, but I'll answer your question and I'm obsessed <laughs> you. So, um, I'm excited about a lot of things. Yeah. I, I do think one thing in my career or my ADHD <laughs> is that like, if I don't naturally want to learn about it or like do the thing, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to do the thing. Yeah. Like I didn't really like math, but like history, geography, biology, like, like kind of biology, like science, mm-hmm. earth science, like biology, like animals. Yeah. Like I am really interested in those things. Yeah. So learning about things that I'm naturally interested in hair yeah. easy. Like I want to do those things. Um, but that kind of transposes onto my career that in like, if I don't really think it's that interesting that mm-hmm. I'm not really going to be doing it. So it's, yeah. so people are like, what's your favorite thing? Or like, what are you most excited about? It's like hard for me to say, cause like, I'm so fucking excited yeah. about all the stuff that yeah, I get to do. The only things you do are things you're excited about. Yeah. yeah. But like lately I do feel like the podcast been really fire. We've been like, Love. Doing, we're kind of like branching out and getting curious world right now, yes. which like I've been doing my podcast for since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done like 330 something episodes. Holy shit. Approaching like 350. I did have a little hiatus there when I like, there was like a time when I went from like self-producing to being on a network and then mm. being off a network and then being back on a network. So there yeah. was like, but yeah, like 330 something episodes and it dawned on me, like again, speaking to the ADHD honey, yeah. like in the last like five weeks these are the episodes that we've covered on getting curious we've learned about orcas like just like Ooh. killer whales 101 Love. i learned all about like the di- they're called ecotypes but there's mm-hmm. like 10 main different types of orcas i learned so much about them we have never been so what we interviewed we interviewed the scientist yeah who their team developed this fucking technique to sample killer whale shit you guys <laughs> everyone here killer whale shit and they sample it and they can tell that it's killer whale poop because theirs looks like specific because it's kind of this like milky, like floating texture. It's like, it's very specific to whales and yeah. they can like track the whale pods and they see this. So they are able to sample it and they can tell like health of the animal, age, sex, wow. if they're pregnant and like how they're reproducing. It's just like so interesting. Yeah. But I, so I got deep into that like knowledge, but I also just like one-on-one. But then the week before that was all about sleep. I learned all about the science of sleep. It, it was like a Mythbusters episode of the podcast. I was like, <laughs> Is this true? Is that true? Um, I had learned so much like also about like how like weed impacts sleep. What did they say? I'm so curious. You guys, it's not great. It's it definitely impacts the quality of our sleep. Really? As does alcohol. Well, that I kind of and figure. as does like sleep aids. That's so crazy. So all Wait, in, like, how kind does of weed impact it? Like it makes so ba- it harder? No. Okay. So basically like the sleep cycles, it's like what first, second, third, and then REM yeah. cycle. And you yeah. cycle through that several times. Yeah. But it goes like one, two, three, REM, one, yeah. two, three, REM. Then like you stop doing that third and it's like one, two, REM, one, two, REM. Okay. Gotcha. Like in that second cycle of sleep, it's really important for like consolidation of memory and like learning new things. Gotcha. And there's this thing that happens in that cycle called a sleep spindle, which like should happen for like, I don't, I'm not a scientist, you guys, I, but I did inter- interview a neuroscientist who is. In sleep studies, like a sleep spindle should last like a few seconds within a minute for okay. the duration of that second cycle. Okay. So it's like every minute it's like, and it's called a sleep spindle. Okay. And I don't know what that means, but that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Marijuana users, mm-hmm. um, their sleep spindles would last for like two and three and four and five minutes. Wow. And like on the monitors, it's like for like the whole time. So it impacts like consolidation, Got memory. You. So you're just like not getting like as restive of a sleep or, and so when you don't get that, like that's like where problems can end, but that can, you can also get that from sleep apnea. So it's not like a quality sleep. Right. It's like, it's not as like, as like restorative as it, it, you know, needs to be or could be or whatever. Gotcha. 
That's crazy. Yeah, her, but the, I partake in the devil's lettuce. I love the devil's lettuce. She's so great. do I. But so I was just like a little like. That's why when Ugh. you said that, I said, hold on. I was like, hold on. For my more where that came from. For episode. my own personal records, why is that? No, totally. <laughs> I was like, it's, I was like, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. But we get to cover like, it's like orcas, sleep. We did an episode on the paparazzi the week before that. Oh, tea. It was like parasites. Like I was like, I was scared about parasites not as much, but it's just like very like flavorful. There's like a big gambit. But now I'm doing a beauty podcast that we're Ooh. starting called Pretty Curious. That's going to be all about like beauty based things just like love. I've learned so much with JVN hair mm-hmm. I've always loved hair I've been a hairdresser since I was a teenager yeah but like why am I forcing my niche interest down all of my community's throats <laughs> like and curiosities like why don't I give the people what they want like maybe everybody's not trying to learn about all the things that I am sometimes like maybe people want to learn more about beauty and also yeah. I am so invigorated with beauty like I'm going through such a makeup renaissance right now oh, like cute. I've been so into makeup and love. I just and I love also I've met like so many incredible like other brand founders and beauty yeah. experts cosmetic chemists, hairdressers, stylists, like through JVN hair and even like prior from yeah. like when I was like just doing hair full, not just, but doing hair full time. Yeah. Not just honey. Cause I love that profession as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I get, it's like all beauty. We're going to do that every other week and getting yeah. curious isn't going anywhere. So it'll still be like getting curious every Wednesday. It's just but, like an extension. Yes. Of it. I love that. It'll be out on Mondays and then I'm doing one about news, which is really going to center like queer news and really just like the stories that like I kind of most caught my eye mm. um, and all, like, you know, stories that we think should be more talked about also covering the stories that are kind of, so that's going to be called curious now. I love that. You're definitely too young for this, which I love <laughs> saying now as a community <laughs> elder. Um, but there was this show in the nineties called talk sex with Sue Johansson and okay. also like early two thousands. And she was this older woman. She just passed away, but she did like, she was a sex therapist or like a sex doctor. She was like major. Mm. I'm unqualified completely. And in, mm-hmm. in that respect, but I'm doing this other one that's Ask JVN where oh, it's love. like all like sex questions, relationship oh, questions. Cool. It's like it's like giving like it's just giving like it's sexy times. Gotcha. Um, so that one's Ask JVN. She's very, you know, for adults, obviously, whereas the other yes. ones are probably also for adults, but uh, less so. <laughs> but they can be for curious. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but those things I'm really excited about. And yeah. I love all aspects of podcasting like you just get to I mean I've been doing it for a long time but I'm excited to get to like try my hand in like different ways so I'm getting yeah. curious and like learning so much but now yeah. I get to like talk a little more yeah, I love Which that. About? You get to expand a little bit more. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Getting Curious, JVN has a podcast that's so amazing. And he invites experts onto the podcast and they talk about something that you don't know that much about. Yes. Right. Sometimes I know more. Sometimes I know less. It's just really anything I'm curious about. Yeah. But sometimes it's giving like 101 entry levels. Sometimes it's a little more heady depending on like how much I know about it. Yeah. You know? But like I love like animals. So we've covered like bumblebees, snakes, cats, dogs, orcas. <laughs> Insects of every kind. Yeah. Uh, but then also like celebrities. Like I've had like Reese Witherspoon on. I've mm-hmm. had like, um, I got to interview Jordan Childs, oh Michelle Kwan. Um, so just like athletes. Were you shitting yourself pop. when you talked to oh Michelle Kwan? Well, luckily for that episode, I'd already become friends with her for a couple years. Oh, that's By good. then I did get to meet my hero in her and she ended up becoming my friend. And she's oh, like love. the most cool, amazing, like I just talented bitch alive much and she's actually the ambassador to belize now wow Ah. okay period (laughs) the ambassador kwan for (laughs) life honey um i think yeah i think once you get ambassador title like you're ambassador kwan forever honey so yeah so um but yeah but it's just like very like there's something in there for everybody what would you say is the most interesting thing you've learned about on your podcast Oh my god! So like shockingly interesting. Like you're like I did not think that was going to be so surprising. Mm, these are really hard hitting. They're like heavy. They're not light. I'm so sorry. And I would also say oh, this fine. question would be so answered for anyone who watches or who listens because we have. It depends on like what you're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. you know. Yeah. Um, but the history of when 
uh, Dobbs happened and Roe v. Wade was overturned, yeah. we had a historian called Dr. Jackie Antonovich on who is an expert in um, early legislation around medicine in the American West. Oh, wow. So she studies like Dr. Quinn medicine woman vibes. Yeah. And some of like the and she also is an expert in like the early inception of the KKK. Because actually that had a lot to do with medicine. Yeah. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And so that episode was really interesting in learning about just like how far back learning when like really controlling women's bodies like really came into play. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And also the relationship between transphobia or the, our relationship to transphobia and homophobia yep. is actually really closely linked to the Nazis. And I learned mm-hmm. that from Dr. Jake Newsome. Eugenics. Um, yes. Yeah. And so I learned so with that where I was just like, I did not even know. Yeah. But also I learned that sea turtles, their throats are fucking covered. The inside of their throats are covered in these like white spikes. And uh. also they only have one whole like their butts and their vaginas are one so then i asked this like literal sea turtle expert who i think is a sea biologist but like a literal doctor yeah i was like wait so all turtle all sea turtles are only into anal then <laughs> he was not ready um so you never know like the sometimes episodes know. are really funny because like the our guests are just like the fuck did i get my son out of my assistant let me come on this podcast because a lot of times, like, our guests, like, don't know who the fuck I am. Which is always fun. Yeah, because they're, like, biology. They're just, like, these really academic, like, <laughs> you know, people that are, yeah. like, researching, like, really different, important niche things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, That's I so love interesting. This episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan Sliced. In fruit and life, there's no juice without the slice. It's what freed the pineapple from the rind and turned your old jeans into cute jorts. Introducing Captain Morgan Sliced, four cocktail-inspired, ready-to-drink flavors. Pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Co., Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus only. This episode is brought to you by eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Whether it's a handbag, watch, sneakers, streetwear, or jewelry, eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. And also, like, your point about homophobia and transphobia, like, when I talk about, like, for example, when I talk about misogyny and patriarchy, a lot of times I talk about how many of it is, like, a byproduct of colonization and racism and everything. Like, everything ties back to stuff like that. And sometimes when I talk about that, people are like, why do you always have to bring that up? And I'm like, because it matters and it plays a role. Like, you would be shocked to see how much homophobia is like literally a byproduct. It's a man-made invention because of religion, which is a byproduct of colonization. And also the fat phobia. Exactly. Because like, we also did an episode about that. Um, I have cut my teeth very publicly talking about food, mm-hmm. snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I started hearing about like how like fat phobia is racist, yep. I was like, definitely wasn't like, I never questioned that. I was like, how? But I wanted to, because I was like, I buy it, but why? Yeah. Like, I was like, I buy it, but I why? just want to understand exactly. why. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And prior to the invention of eugenics, when mm-hmm. like European explorers first went to Africa, they were like, these people are 
gorgeous and mm-hmm. stunning and like their features and this and that. And mm-hmm. it was like, like, you know, beautiful and like yeah. interesting. Then after the invention of eugenics, they were like, we have to save all these people mm-hmm. because they are not Christian and mm-hmm. they're actually evolving to become not civilized. Mm-hmm. And so we got to make sure that we're all, you know, evolving because yep. they took Darwin and evolution, which like, you know, Charles Darwin, his yep. first cousin, this is actually one of the fucking craziest things. And now that I know that you, you're fucking hip. So I can tell you about it. <laughs> Didn't know this to you say walking in minefields. Yeah. Uh, but so Charles Darwin, yeah. first cousin, okay. Francis Galton, okay. inventor of eugenics. So he literally just That kind took, of makes sense. Yeah. He literally just transposed like he just took like evolution and survival yeah. of the fittest yeah. and all that mm-hmm. and just like trans and like racialized it. Yeah. And then people took it on as like scientific fact. Yeah. And so that was a lot of stuff, you know. I don't know if this is like veering too political for you guys and you can like cut me off, but I can talk about this all day and I'm really into it. No, but you're totally fine. Okay, great. So, um, you know, DeSantis and people like on that fucking Republican debate yeah. just like last night, I kept seeing all these clips. It's like, you know, we got to get back to the basics of talking about like American civics and like American history. And it's like, what I just said is fucking American history. Yeah, do they want to really talk about American history? Exactly. And we don't, and we I don't, don't think they really, really want to talk exactly. about American history. And I, and I think that that is actually what makes America so cool mm-hmm. is that we can have, the chance to learn yeah, and not have our books banned and not have our information censored. Well, and also like just because it's not something that you're familiar with doesn't mean that it's wrong. Doesn't mean that it's never existed. Like this whole rhetoric of, Oh, everyone's trans or non-binary people are new. None of that shit is new. And I'm someone. So like I'm indigenous, Polynesian indigenous. And for us, like there were no genders prior Mm. to being colonized. Mm. We actually had three. Well, we had a third gender, someone who didn't conform to either. But we didn't really recognize a gender binary at all until we were colonized. And then religion wasn't like forced upon my people. So now they adhere to a very strict gender binary. But many indigenous and native people did not adhere to any sort of binary at all and we've been here for thousands of years so to say that all of it's just new it's just a fad you're you're literally wrong like historically and factually or wrong like that is not true at all all the way wrong and two-spirit people exist too with the native american people absolutely there are many different cultures there are many different cultures that have been here much longer than european settlers were here colonizing all of america they all but even the colonizers different... were transing gender. Mm. But I not mean to cut you off when we're talking. No, I'm not trying to talk about colonizers right now. We're talking you're about right. indigenous fucking people and Native Americans. Honey, that's what I'm fucking not doing right now. I was like <laughs> fucking talking over you when you're fucking talking about that. No, you're totally I'm fine. I'm not cutting off in the middle of that sentence, <laughs> which I just did. No, you're totally fine. No. Basically, like I've had this conversation many times because especially on TikTok, because I feel like these are things when I have really nuanced conversations, especially about the gender binary and how it plays right into the hands of misogyny and patriarchy and their pillars of the patriarchy, which is also a pillar of white supremacy. When I talk about all of that, um, a lot of times they're like, ugh, ugh, right. And I'm like, see, some of you aren't smart enough to have this conversation with me. I can tell people to suck my wiener all day long. But at the end of the day, that kind of shit is real. And that's the most important part that I want you guys to leave with when you watch my content. But you know, it's in- not to, but you know, what's interesting about that. I want to like say so this is like embarrassing, but it's true. No. Um, so like when I first started understanding and hearing like what white privilege meant mm-hmm. and like hearing that term for me, it was like Amanda Seals and it was like 2016, like 2015. Mm-hmm. And I got to work with her on Gay of Thrones and there were absolutely times where like things like where she would post and where I'd be like, 
no. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, and it really, like, I did get defensive mm-hmm. and I did feel some kind of way yeah. about it. And it didn't take me a week or two. It took yeah. me like following her for like a long time yeah. and then starting to be like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Like we are absolutely built on genocide and mm-hmm. absolutely reparations right fucking now. Yeah. And, but when you've been taught American history in a certain way yeah. from, you know, this big and like, and you really like are fitting the mold of what the people are teaching you, you know? Yeah, Cause like absolutely. I fit into like, I thought I fit into that gender binary and mm-hmm. I thought like, so I just, you know, believed all the way until it's indoctrination really, but until I a hundred percent. Yeah. And then as I realized that I'm super queer mm-hmm. and not cishet mm-hmm. and I start to realize like, and I start to feel the effects of that, which was like really early for me. Yeah. Calling back to that, I was like, Oh my God, that is whoa. Yeah. And so I have like a whole chapter in my second and love that story about, yeah. It's that chapter is called like, sorry, Karen, white supremacy looks really bad on you. And it's about like (laughs) me kind of like trying to grapple with like my love for my family and talking about that defensiveness. And then like, how, but like that doesn't, it takes a while for that to like move through someone. Some people like, so, so, but I think the reason I bring that up in this context is like, thank you. (laughs) Like, thank you so much for being willing to have those conversations on TikTok. Because when people come in your comments, I'm like going to get emotional. It is so hard. Like people are so, there's so much vitriol. There is, yeah. Like we just need all the people. Yeah. But I also just think like, I try to remind myself to like to try to be patient as I've, after I've like cussed somebody out and blocked them and told them to like go fist themselves in hell. Like you <laughs> fucking transphobe, you know? Yeah. Which I do do like a loke. We love a loke so much. Yes, I do. Like, Cause like, I, I absolutely their, love like them. those, those, uh, Instagram posts, like where they like write those like most beautiful, loving messages Truly. to like haters. Truly. I'll be like a loke. When I get messages like that, I want to be like, I'm going to fucking go cut your mom's arm off. And I'm going <laughs> to fucking fist you with her bloody fucking arm. And then I'm going to fucking st- like, and then I'm like, Ooh, my loving public figure your image is ruined but I gotta like delete that comment and then like uh, but I was like no not me honey I was like I'm not you're gonna get, like, delete the comment for a second because and actually like there has been times where a local like screenshot me a response that I was gonna be like girl you need to delete this shit right now <laughs> like you like you gotta tone it back well you know I what aspire. I will you know what I will tell you I'll tell you that that is I'm so happy that a look, someone like a look exists, first of all, and they're brave enough to have these conversations with people because, first of all, they're so fucking smart. I think the thought like, leader genuinely, of our time. Like genuinely, yeah, like genuinely, so like a once in a lifetime. Yeah, I think so like too. Like mine. Me too. Right. But I, I'm so glad you have someone like that to be like, to, to kind of temp gauge you a little bit. But at the same time, I'll be mean for you. I don't give a fuck, bitch. Like my image is not I'm nice to everyone. So that's that's the beauty of mine. So like when they need people like us. Yeah, I'm an ally. (laughs) I've told people that before because I'm I am very fucking mean to bigoted people. And I stand on that and I stand behind it. And even when I had my friend Caleb on the show and we talked about it because he's a a comic and he he's gay and he's um, also fat. So he talks about being fat a lot. And he talks about how he's he suffers from all this fat phobia all the time but he talks about how like when he was on the show with me we were discussing hate and how you know bigoted people are everywhere and unfortunately the internet has given them the ability to be anonymous and like kind of move in the shadows and whatnot and so he was saying i admire people like dylan right we both love Mm -hmm. dylan he said i admired people like her because she is someone who approaches hate with kindness and she's someone who handles it with empathy she does it really good too because she is just that's just who she is. She's a very kind person. She's not someone who resorts to anger or anything like that. And he's like, and at the same time, I know that I am not someone who handles hate or bigotry like that. And that's okay. We can both exist all, in the we same We all have world. different trauma responses. And we all need each other in that sense. Like I need someone like her 
to balance me and she needs someone like me to balance her. So it's like it, it works in both ways. I think both approaches are necessary, especially because with my platform, I feel like anyone that doesn't identify as like a cishet man who loves me and, and is part of my community. I've told many people, including the people that bought my book, I was telling them, I think what they love about me, other than just me being silly and telling people to suck my dick, <laughs> is that they also love that I validate them, not just in their, you know, sadness or their frustration, but I validate them in their anger. And I tell mm. people, you're allowed to be mad. Like, if you want to be angry, if you want to be mad, wow. if you want to handle bigotry with with biting remarks and if you want to bite back and if you want to stand up for yourself you can and i give you the license to do so and if you don't want to do it send it to me and i'll fucking do it <laughs> so i tell people all the time i validate them in their anger because anger is a human emotion that we are all entitled to mm. and just because someone else would handle it a different way doesn't mean that i have to handle it that way and i also have talked about before with criticism especially from white cishet white men is that they like to tell me like well i just feel like you could handle it better or you should take the high road and i think I always tell them, first of all, you have more problem with how I responded to bigotry than you do with the bigotry it itself, which makes no sense. At the same time, I say the fact that you expect me to respond to it with kindness and grace and empathy is an entitlement. And that is also a byproduct of patriarchy and white supremacy, because I'm not only a woman, but I'm also I don't identify just as a woman, but I'm also a brown woman and I'm also not a thin woman. And so at the same time. You expect me to even at the the worst, most like violent and vitriolic comments, you still expect me to handle it with grace and empathy. Mm. And that's because you feel entitled to that part of women all the time. Mm. You feel entitled to women in general, but especially their emotions and how they handle you, which in most cases they do handle you with empathy and kindness because that's what they've been conditioned to do their entire lives. I'm having like dueling intrusive thoughts right now. Please share them. I would love to hear them. So like when I hear you speak and mm -hmm. then when we were talking about our ages earlier. Yeah. Like I feel so and not that we're like 80 years apart, but I do <laughs> feel like you're like Jen, like you're like not a millennial. No, I am millennial. You're not. I am. 28 year olds are allowed to be millennial. Yes. Okay, that makes me feel so much younger. <laughs> am, I, am I three years old? Am I a toddler? Am I a tiny I'm baby? like right in the middle of millennial. You're like on the cusp. Mm -hmm. But I so, but it like, when I hear people who are younger than me speaking in ways that I feel like are teaching me, opening me, I'm like, yes, like, <laughs> yes. Then I feel like I'm, I feel like this hope. But then I like think about like, there's all these like other people who are like our age box, younger age boxes who are like literally like the polar opposite. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so it's like, so I'm like, so part of me wants to be like, it's getting better. But then it's like, <laughs> and I feel like those people are online. Yeah. Like, and you just see like, but my case for like, not responding with biting, but, yeah. I, but I still do. Um, mm -hmm. I struggle with it. Sometimes, sometimes I get really crazy where I'll go and I'll do a DM of like an upside down smiley face and then like in the DMs and then I, I sit and I wait for it to say scene in IG and then once it says scene, then I block them. <laughs> It's like, it's really like, it's giving me the height Listen, of like, I've done that. Like, like I have time today. Sometimes I have, I, they start fights with me in comments and then they'll be like, this is why I, I really, I really fucking hate you. And they'll like start writing a dissertation and I wait till they get to the like second one and then I delete it. 
And then they come back and they're like, she deleted my other comment anyways. And they'll start again. And, and then, then I delete block? it. Oh. And then I delete it again. And then I wait to see if they come back. And once they come back and they start it, I just block them. Oh, that makes me feel good. It's like tennis. That makes you feel better. That makes you like human. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I, I rushed that into just that. Makes I got me, the volley. I, that, that, makes, that makes me laugh because I feel like I'm slamming the door in their face. And that's so funny. Okay. But wait, that actually, <laughs> that is, it is. And it is. But this is what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, so this is like where I'm trying to like not do it more now because it's actually like selfish and self-preservation because mm, yeah. it's my nervous system. Yeah. Like I find exactly. myself saying the thing and then I'm like, I want to come back and check later and yeah, I'm thinking about you. it yeah, absolutely. and then I feel like embarrassed like two hours later because like I was like you know I said that I was gonna like cut your mom's arm off and fucking <laughs> fist you with it or whatever uh-huh, you know or like uh-huh. whatever the takedown was and I feel like it ended up like wasting so much of my time and you. making me feel like just like shame like guilt yeah. and shame like just like, like but that's because you're such a good person but it's like I don't want to like fuck up my nervous system I feel you it's like with I've all also, the negativity. And I've also, like, I've learned on the podcast, like, when you have, like, memories, whether they're good or bad, but, yeah. like, especially with comments, like, your brain makes these, like, memories. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, literally proteins on the neurons of your, like, in the brain. So, like, when you have, like, a bad memory that you remember, yeah. even just thinking about it, mm-hmm. your body will start to feel the feelings that it felt when you experienced yeah. the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, like, the more times that I go back and I keep, I call it, like, a cornrow, like, in mm-hmm. my brain because I come from a fucking cornfield. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, your pathway or whatever like that like habit is in your brain so I just feel like getting into it with them on those comments yeah it just it resurfaces it re- negative it feelings reinforce, and I also think generally it's like veering back to the political I have been thinking a lot this year like going into an election year yeah like I live in Texas our voting turnout was like abysmal and obviously mm. like part of that is racism and disenfranchisement yeah. and making voting rights harder. Yeah. And also at the same time, there are a lot of fucking eligible voters that aren't fucking voting. Yeah. And a lot Absolutely. of those people are white, privileged, well-to-do people who I am afraid to say actually do align with our values. Mm. Like they aren't even like vehemently opposed. Yeah. They just don't vote. Yeah. They don't think that their votes matter. Yeah. They just, they, or they, they so I also think that like there is some economics or like some people I think just like literally can't afford to, but also pre-vote. Like there's actually no excuse. Yeah. Because like, you can vote yeah. early. Like, there's no excuse. Yeah. But especially in places that are having like 50 and 55 and 60% voter turnout is considered like historic. Yeah. And that is, is crazy. Like, that is so fucking crazy yeah, to me. That's crazy. But it's like instead of us trying to convince people that are could honestly be Russian bots for like <laughs> literally like they could actually like literally not even be like literally because yeah. like that that's like a literal like a lot of trolls like really are like actually they, yeah like they're literal bots. Yeah. So that's one thing. Two it's like instead of us wasting our time trying to convince people that are like as a loke says committed to misunderstanding us. Exactly. Like I want to try to spend more time like educating people that are on the sidelines. Yeah absolutely. And try to get that undecided. Yeah. And get undecided people in yeah, versus absolutely. trying to change the minds of people who are like fucking committed. Exactly. To I, not getting it. I've talked about that before too because I've had people ask like oh can or would you ever have someone like this on the podcast and it's someone who's like violently bigoted and I always say no and then you know men because their brains are this big they'll be like oh well that's just because you're afraid actually I'm not I'm not afraid of anything especially not someone who's shorter than me that's for fucking sure one (laughs) two at the same time I tell them like my platform and my podcast is not a space to platform your rhetoric and your hate and that's not someone I'm going to convince because believe it or not, someone who's violently misogynistic is not going to hear me when I say that you shouldn't treat women like that because that's bad. They're not even going to hear that very foundational, like 
superficial understanding of yes. why bigotry is harmful and violent, they're never going to listen. They don't want to listen or learn. They just want to speak into a bigger microphone. And so my show is an opportunity for them to do that. And I'm not giving them an opportunity. I don't know if you could tell by anything about my platform, but I don't give men opportunities to do shit, especially not with my stuff. So I even tell them, I'm like, if you want to platform your bigotry and you want to shout into a bigger microphone, get your own fucking show is what yes. I always tell them. Cause I get, I got mine. So I know my, my thing is like, I run my platform as far as like when it comes to dealing with bigotry, I don't convince you. I don't entertain you. I don't like try to change you. I'm literally just humiliate you. And then I slam the door mm. and I always describe my platform as like the one place that men like that don't have a seat at. Like it's the one table they don't have a seat at. And that's why they fucking hate me so much because they don't get a chance to like defend their misogyny to stand up for themselves i don't give them that opportunity it's a one-way street on my fucking platforms i just don't understand <laughs> where there's like even any room to disagree with us well like, and I also, honestly like, I don't, don't wanna, even get it i don't want to hear you disagree with me because you're fucking wrong it's and like I'm, 20 minutes ago i was like you got to give people time and patience and like whatever but then it's like once you get it, i'm like get that get it the fuck together the, okay the, the only time i entertain them is to just is to solely make fun of them and that's literally it mm -hmm. as soon as they're like explain it to me i always go no and that's it no's a complete sentence by the way i don't need to justify it explain it and they're like why wouldn't you want to explain it to me because you don't want to understand and also nuance is like gonna give me carpal tunnel <laughs> like trying to fucking explain it to these people in the comments is like uh, well, I'm just like, you're older than me. Why am I explaining to you why you but shouldn't But I really will try. I will really find myself, like, if, if I wasn't going in an anger way, like, I have literally tried. I've spent so much time trying. Yeah. With so many strangers. Yeah. I still try with my family. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's interesting about that idea of, like, would you ever platform or try to convince them? I can't remember what who I was told by, but it's like, if you have like a white person who's racist, yeah. they got to hear from like a white person. Exactly. Why it's like, cause like you need to see yourself in the thing or not the thing, Jesus Christ, but you got to like see yourself in a person to like be able to understand. Like, so it's really like if there's a fucking misogynistic fucking like anti-woman <laughs> yeah. or turfy, just like fucking piece of shit, dude. Yeah. He has to have like one of his bras. <laughs> Like, you know, sitting exactly. down and be like, brah, or like, however they do that. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, I don't know how they talk. Man. I yeah. don't know. Actually, this one time I did such a good straight man impression. No. <laughs> this one time I did. No. It's the list. <laughs> well, I was trying to be a straight man. It's going to take me a long time to get into that character. So oh, it's probably yeah. good that we you gotta got to do method acting. I was literally, I was like, like <laughs> bro, you know, I can't, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I don't know how they talk to each other either. But, but you got to have like a, he'd have to go on like, you know, the, like, the pro woman, not and like not Joe Rogan pod podcast. Like that's who like that turf anti woman yeah. guy would have. Well, they're that, not gonna listen to me. That's for damn no, sure. No, they're gonna go. They gotta go on like like that speech professor who I love on Instagram. <laughs> they gotta hear it from other people who look like them. Yeah, and that's the only person they listen to. And even then, they don't listen to them very often. But maybe so, they have a chance. Yeah, that they have more of a fighting chance than I do. Yeah. So. If that's the case and I understand that truth, then catch these fucking jokes, bitch. Like, I'm yes. just going to be mean to you. Yes. And then honestly, like, I've had white men in the past, like, uh, make videos about me. And they've, like, one guy made a video about me a while ago. It was like a year or two ago. And he was basically saying, like, if he had come across me five years ago, he would have fucking hated me. But he said, um, five years ago, I was a very 
misogynistic, racist, homophobic, like horrible person. And he's like, but I lived such an unfulfilling life and I blamed the world for my problems and I blamed other people for my problems. And he said, and then one day I just got to a point where I thought like, why am I so unhappy? And so he said, he read Mm. like some story about a dog that sits on a nail and every day the dog sits on the nail and it yelps. And then someone who listens to the dog every day says like, why doesn't the dog just sit somewhere else? And then the other person says, because it doesn't hurt enough yet. So he was basically saying, sometimes you have to get hurt really badly by someone like her in order to seek change, right? He's like, to understand, like, maybe I am really awful or why am I so unhappy? Or like, was was what she's saying to me, did it hit me so hard because it's true? Did it hit me so hard because I do struggle with stuff like that? He basically said, like, he's thankful for someone like me existing now. He's like, because if he had found me five years ago, he would have fucking hated me, too. And he's like, but that's a me problem. That's not because of her. That's literally It is weird me. when people are like, I would have been your worst nightmare. Like, I get like that. They're like, okay, cool. I'm glad you like he's me. He's like, I would have fucking hated. I would have hated that bitch. Anyways, you're she's like, great, though. You're like, hey. <laughs> I took the, like, compliment, I guess, but, like, the kind of shit compliment sandwich. But, like. It basically just validated me and everything I've already believed about myself, which is like my content is literally not for them, which is another problem they have with me. It's just like they struggle with the idea that not everything in this world is catered towards them. Mm. And so I've always said, like, if we're looking at what I'm actually trying to do, I'm not trying to, like, convince you or change you. I'm trying to save everybody else. I'm trying to, like, wake everybody up. It's almost like everyone's been put to sleep and I'm just waking them up and telling them, like, it doesn't have to be this way if you don't want it to be that way. So, like, it, even when it ties to my book, I'm like, it's not for men. It's about decentering men entirely, removing uh. them entirely from your thought processes. Like, once you unpack your internalized misogyny, you let go of so many different internalized How biases. How attached are you to living in California? Could I get you to come to Texas and run for office? <laughs> Beyonce's from there. Period. Love that. She and I are Virgos. Love that for us. So, or just <laughs> even if it's here in California, there's bad people here, too, that need that is like, true. good people. That is true. This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Ignore the unschooled skeptics. In terms of career, accounting is the way to go. We're talking flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. If this sounds like what you're into, Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more, live more. Visit joinaccountingplus.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A lot of people ask me, they're like, can you talk to my dad or my brother or whatever? I think I honestly, (laughs) I say this to people sometimes, but your way of like, you could totally hold elected office. Oh, period. Thank you. I take that as a high compliment. So you don't have like, you know, conflict of interest. That's what I tell myself. You know, like get your bag (laughs) so you can like not have a conflict of interest. You can really like fight for everyone. Yeah. I mean, fight for people who need it. Not the corrupt. Not corrupt. Corporate people. people. Not bigoted people. Yeah. I think that people like... My like my platform and people like you are so important to have, especially now with so much visibility that like 
people have on whether it's politics, anything serious or anything silly. Right. They have people like us existing in the space, like able to like speak up for what we believe is right and stand for what we believe is true and important. And I feel like that's a big reason why I don't platform bigotry at all. Like I don't invite them on my show to debate. There's just nothing to debate. I'm not debating human existence with you. Uh. I'm not debating the validity of trans people with you. I'm not doing that. Like I'm absolutely not fucking doing that. That's when I tell them to get their own fucking show because they're not doing it on mine. That's for goddamn sure. Mm. (laughs) It's just not worth it to me. No. That's why I said it's not for them. Yeah. It's for everybody else. Like everyone else who needs it, who needs empowerment, who needs strength, who needs uplifting. And I've told people before too, that I feel like, my ultimate goal at the end of the day would just be that they don't need me to do this forever. Like they know they have the same exact confidence and like level of strength that they believe I have. And they don't because I get people like say all the time, I wish I had this kind of confidence. And I always tell them you do. You just have to give yourself the permission to use it because we've been conditioned to ignore it for a very long time. Or put I it can't aside. wait for the book. <laughs> I can't wait for the book. Oh, I'm so glad. Honey. <laughs> I always tell people that because it is true. It's just like, I just found mine a lot sooner. But that's literally because I just fucking hate men. But Well, I just think sometimes like people's connection to their purpose Mm -hmm. is just comes up more clearly or differently or like, you know, you can't help it that you're like tuned the fuck in. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know why. Because they've asked me before, like, how did you get like that? I'm like, I honestly don't know. I think, well, I have a really wonderful, like, family i have a very supportive family but i've also talked about how like my mom has always been so incredibly strong and my mom's also was also the main breadwinner for a long time in my family but someone culture is very matriarchal yeah my dad's dream has always been to be a stay-at-home dad that's been my dad's dream forever he's like if i never have to go to work i'm totally cool with that i'll stay home i don't give a fuck (laughs) and my dad also has been very emotional around me my entire life like my dad's cried in front of me many many times more times than my mom probably and so my dad's never been afraid to tell me he loves me or show emotion or anything like that so all of that i think plays a huge role yeah i would say yeah and then also i think just my never-ending uh fight against men who irritate me Mm. i think all of that perfect storm you know i have to say i've thought a few times like i feel like some because i actually think i get this too with like more gays not straight Mm. men but or or maybe questioning men (laughs) sometimes i feel like people also when you're really outspoken and then they're also attracted to you for some reason like you're telling me whether it's like whatever it is like i'm like i'm not saying that every troll wants to fuck me but i am saying but that also, like also probably because there's something about like that they like they like want you to think it's that they're something. not yeah like but then they're like just trying to like air this dirty laundry and you're like wait mm. what it's like but then to that same point that's another reason why i stopped doing cameo because i started getting requests first it was just like can you wish happy birthday to my sister like that's what it was normally and then i started getting ones that were like can you tell me i'm like a dirty, rotten boy and like blah, blah, blah. And I said, not for $30. <laughs> I literally canceled it because I was I, like, I feel like I'd do like 3500 for like dirty talk. <laughs> yeah. They wanted me to like, like in say. in clothing, just, 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 just like just dirty talk and the, and you can't post it or anything. <laughs> I would do that for 3500 Someone literally, it was 30 With some boundaries. Yeah, but 30 yeah. no, both of us deserve $30, $3,500. No, if you, I will, uh, cameo founders, I'll join for that. You want me to Add do a, a little dirty zeros talk? Yeah, we'll do 3500 I will fucking, I will verbally lick hot sauce from between your toes. I'll call you. <laughs> I remember the very the, last one. I, you I, need a dirty, you need a makeover. The last one I saw that like literally made me cancel it. With, was oh, you tell us right now. It was a man like asking me to like, 
like degrade him, but he like told me to to stand oh. over oh. the camera. Oh. Like I'm taller than him. And I said, oh, cancel. Or no. did he want to oh, see your like private parts? No, no, no. He just wanted me to like look down at him. I thought he meant like. Oh, like naked? Yeah, no. like, that's way no, more than thirty dollars. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It was literally just like to look down at him because uh, I'm tall and I've talked about being tall. Uh, and I was uh, like, "Girl, you're gonna make me kill myself." <laughs> Cancel, girl. Ew, ew. Uh, these no, people. I'm not these playing into a fantasy men on the internet. What's their goddamn problem? <laughs> I'm like, why don't you send me your pin and I'll come beat you up? How about Wait, that? Wait, can I tell you like the funniest story that I just thought of? Please do. My cousin and I and my little cousin when like chat rooms were becoming a thing in like mm-hmm. the 90s we were like on a chat room when like we weren't supposed to be <laughs> and obviously like this like hideous old man like started to try to like sexualize us Ugh. and we were like teenagers if not like younger and yeah. I remember like when it started I was like my cousin's name is Sullivan I was like oh girl like this is bad like we need to stop like because at first it was just like where are you? Because it's like internet. It was like fun. Like, yeah. like, like, I can't believe there's people in. so all of a sudden this guy types I'm naked right now and I looked at my cousin and I was like <laughs> and then she and she was younger than me and she is younger than me and she I was like I don't know what and she was like honey she didn't say honey but she was like I know what to say and so she responded and she said you must be cold and then she was like mom mom I need help like the stranger is like telling us things but I've always thought that was so funny she literally said like you must be cold he was like I'm naked and then she was like you must be cold and the, then like you know, mom it was so the funny. very first time someone asked me for a nude I was texting like on my envy I was like flip up and like text like that and it was like when I was 14, I was a freshman in high school. Ah. Some guy just, it's like teenager shit. You're like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Like that type of shit. And then it was just like, you should send me a picture. Because he said he didn't remember what I looked like. Mind you, I met him an hour ago. And I said, you don't remember what I look like? He's like, you should send me a picture. And so I said, okay. And then I sent him like a picture of my face. Like I literally took a picture with my phone. It looked like a LinkedIn picture, bitch. <laughs> like literally it was like me like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally set it up and took it of myself like that. Like, it's not cute or sexy in any way, which you can't be when you're 14. And so then he was like, no, you should take another one of your full body. Never. And I was like, I literally can't. Like, I was I was so literal that I was like, I can't do that. I'd have to ask someone to take it of me. I don't have the time. <laughs> and then he was like, well, no. And then he like elaborated. And I was like, don't you ever text me again, you fucking sicko. And then I went to school the next day and I talked so much shit. I spread so many rumors. I said, he sucks. He's awful. Oh, wait. At least he was your age. Yeah. Okay, good. He was Thank 14, God. too. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. But or I hate like, him. Yeah, and no, I remember his worst. name. And he's married to a girl that went to my high school. And if you ever see this, I hate you. Anyways. <laughs> Is she nice? Do you his feel bad wife? for her? Yeah. Um, no, yeah, she, she was, was cool. I mean, I knew uh, her, I kind of knew her in high school, but she was like older than me uh, and he's the same age as me. Oh my God. It's like everyone, like, do we all need to like look up your yearbook? Like I'm dying to know. <laughs> I, all my it, high school friends know who it was. Is this going to become like a spinoff all? podcast of like, <laughs> did you see that one podcast about like the people it's like blowing up right now where like these people got married and then on like a boat in like the Netherlands uh-huh. and someone shit in the bathroom like someone like took a dump on the floor of the bathroom and it's like who shit at the wedding and it's like the most popular podcast like right now what? I was reading about it the other day I want to it's like, it's like and, and that's they, the like, name go, of the podcast and they go through I don't know the name but it's like it's like it's a google like podcast about someone who shit at the wedding but it's like yeah they were like they go through and like interview like each guest from the wedding and they're like who shit <laughs> It's like a game of Clue. Is, should we just like not? It's a just like stop it, our podcast who, who and still listen to that one. We were so off topic, but who cares? Because this is one of the best episodes ever. Really? So we're gonna, we're, yes, we're going to read one of the TikTok. We're going to describe one of them. For those of you who don't know, we bring TikToks that are applicable to our topic today. Our topic was, and we didn't talk about it, being a hot slut. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, we hit it like in flying colors. Yeah, didn't we? I think so. Well, because really, just being a slut is like anything that brings you pleasure. Period. And we had so much pleasure today. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna talk about this video. Okay. So basically, this is a woman who gives incoming college women advice on how to be a confident hot girl during their time in college. She talks about how the most attractive qualities are to not care what other people think, to have a backbone, and to be able to stand up for yourself and embracing yourself instead of constantly chasing others which probably means men. Okay, so these comments on here says, to be honest, I don't know how you got a life if you're really trying to be hot. Go to the gym or some shit. Nice. That doesn't mean the you're comments, hot. I hate the comments. There's so Well, there's so many. I loved the first essence, and then it took such a sharp turn. Oh, yeah, as it normally does, huh? And this Jesus. next one says, the industrial revolution and its consequences. Huh? The industrial revolution? Like, Ford? <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah this next one says product of indoctrination heteronormativity is a product of indoctrination babe that's why you're all convinced you're straight until you're not huh ah. <laughs> that's crazy well yeah men just ruin everything that's not nothing new but these but are all it men. isn't not to be that person on your podcast who's like not all men <laughs> it's people who are lost in toxic misogyny it's true and there are some good there are some good men for sure like i feel like i've met like <laughs> eight i can think of like five or six off the top of my head eight yeah total yeah can you believe that out of like four billion people in the world like six maybe maybe 16 <laughs> maybe like maybe. 16 per thousand yeah when I say that too, a lot of times I'm talking about cishet men. But you know what too though? What? Because I I get that men suck. Yeah. Okay. Period. But if so, not if men. So men suck. <laughs> but then how do you explain Lauren Boebert or like Marjorie Taylor? Like because there are some women are yeah. really integral and in propping up the toxic misogyny and the true. patriarchy because they think that if they can help to enable that toxicity yeah. they can make themselves closer to the power yeah absolutely so it's like, aligning behave, with white supremacy exactly it's, 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 with the it's, power. It's, it's what that is yeah absolutely so like to me that is super naughty and toxic but i for the people who are not doing that mm -hmm. i'm just the binary i'm just like exhausting yes it truly is and we do have to make some well you don't have to do anything but i think that like we like there are some some who we can say like, honey, you, I would suck your D. Yep. Not because I have shame-based attraction to you, but because <laughs> I'm attracted to you and I would be honored to go to brunch with you tomorrow because you are fighting for queer liberation or Period. like, you know, humans. Period. You know? I think too with men, like my targeting towards men, like me zeroing in on them all the time is, is truly because like, if we're talking about the dichotomy of power, they sit at the very top. And yes. so like in order to, to dethrone them, you have to take everyone out from the bottom. And mm. a lot of times it's all men holding them up and then women are still beneath them. And I always, I use this example to, to your point about women. Cause I talk about pygmies a lot too. And pygmy women are oh, yes. literally women who struggle with internalized misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one time a man made a really awful vitriolic video about me um he just said a bunch of racist shit about me he said awful things about my looks blah, blah 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 story for another day we already know but there was a girl on there that commented on one of the video uh, on that video her comment was at the very top which is why i saw it and she wrote can we talk about how she looks so different in her pictures than she does in real life which is not true she's never met me in real life and then right underneath that right was another man who said, you have a filter in your picture. I wouldn't talk if I were you, bitch. And then the creator of that video liked his comment. 
And so then I thought to myself, you sold me down the river, bitch, and you still got hit, didn't you? Because you know what? At the end of the fucking day, you're a bitch just like me. And they don't respect women. And that includes you. (laughs) So you can sell me out all you want, bitch, but they're never going to hold you in higher regard than me. That's for fucking sure. That's a fact. (laughs) I got lost and then I came back. I was lost, but then I got found, honey. Yeah. That was like Amazing Grace of 2023. <laughs> that story was like, I was, like, I was once was lost. <laughs> and then I found. got fucking found. There you go. And fuck her <laughs> and, and him. Yeah. Fuck both of them. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> I don't want to go back there. But I'm so glad you came Come here. back to present. Thank yeah, you. There Did you, you see go. my, I literally, I literally like let my body went back to that Your room. eyes rolling back. And I was like, I'm back. To wrap all of this up, what would you say is your best piece of advice for all of my community if they want to be the best version of their hot slut self? I've said this before, but I do think it's really important. Mm -hmm. And I'll elaborate just a little. Mm -hmm. Um, The most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. Love. Dion von Furstenberg said that to me when I interviewed her. And... I've said that before that people are like, oh, that's actually really selfish, self-centered. Like, like we know what about community because community is so important. But yeah. if you don't have a strong enough relationship with yourself to know when you need support mm-hmm. and when you need community, mm-hmm. like your awareness of that is based on your relationship with yourself. Yeah. So Absolutely. the clarity in which you're able to communicate with yourself mm-hmm. and like understand that we're not the story of our lives that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Like we are like the centered self that like observes the story of our lives. Mm -hmm. Like, and really to me, like that's what faiths and religions are like trying to say. Yeah. Is it like, you know, it's like your relationship to the universe or like, you know, whatever, like your thing is, but like the relationship with that stillness Mm -hmm. is the most important relationship you will ever have. Because if you don't have a relationship to that community is important, but it's going to steer you to the wrong community. Yeah. Like if you're not aligned with like your truest self and like your true self, like everything becomes exponentially harder. So like the relationship you have with yourself is the most important relationship you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. So take care of it. Yeah. I always say like, take care of yourself. Like you take care of others. Like, treat yourself the way you treat other people. Like, you have so much love to give. Give some of it to yourself. Yeah. I think you're worth it. Yeah. And I also will say, too, you'll never be meaner to anyone. Like, no one could ever be as mean to you as you are to yourself. I don't know. People are pretty shitty as we've done. That's true. I think uh, they're pretty. And also, like, people are (laughs) fucked up to people sometimes. So I think you should even, like, treat yourself, hold yourself in even higher regard. And just treat others how you would treat yourself. Yeah. You know, like how you want to be treated or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Not to like bust out a Ten Commandment or something (laughs) than this fucking podcast. Actually, honestly, I think we wrote new Ten Commandments here today. I love that. I would love that for us. And you can find them in whatever device you're listening to this podcast (laughs) on. You can get it on any streaming platform, especially Spotify. Yes, especially (laughs) Spotify. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jonathan, Thank you. I love you so much. I adore you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh my God, of course. Anytime. I've done a lot of podcasts. I don't know if I've ever had this much on a podcast. Really? Well, like, oh it wasn't my, my own. I'm honored. Like, I had so much fun. Thank you I so love much. You. I'm honored. I love and you, did too. we do the TikTok? No. We, yeah, we did. I read one. That was so easy. <laughs> I was like, 
I thought I was going to learn a dance or something. I was oh, like, no, Jesus no. Christ. Thank you all so much for joining me on this episode of the comment section show. Make sure if y'all aren't already, but I know all of you are following Jonathan on literally everything. Make sure you do. Where can everybody find you? Oh, I'm uh, at JBN on the gram and I'm a visual JBN on TT. But also, <laughs> if you are into podcasts, yes. you want to get into the beauty space with me, mm-hmm. pretty curious. If you like to keep up with the news, honey, curious now. And if you just like want to get generally curious with me, then tap that subscribe button on getting curious yes. and if you want to get slutty with me oh love ask jbn period yeah love that and jbn hair yes oh my yes. god well obviously it goes without saying yeah jbn yeah. hair make sure y'all go cop some jbn hair too Sephora. while you're at it do all of it at the same time yes please <laughs> well don't hurt yourself thank you so much for joining me thank you to the wonderful jonathan for joining me love, love you, you forever you're amazing and thank you so much for tuning in don't forget new episodes of the comment section show drop every wednesday the video is free on spotify but the audio is available to stream anywhere you get podcasts but i'll see you next week bye